On this episode of the Fifth Day State Podcast, talk a little bit about some of my tweets or replies from that wonderful cesspool of ignorance, uh, Twitter, uh, a little bit about my thoughts on, um, let's say, the coming invasion of Australia by, or occupation of Australia by China, a little bit about politics and anything else that I can or that I do feel like ranting about. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Evening, Victoria. Um, yes, my name's Cameron Blewett. And this is the, what is it, episode, I think, 33 of the Fifth Estate podcast. Uh, today for, what is it, Sunday 27? Yes, 27th, oops, 27th of March 2022. Um, now, as I said, round a little bit about Twitter. Um, and it's... <laughs> I, I really have, I mean, I I go there to enjoy. I go in there to stir shit and post things and all that sort of stuff. Um, and if what is on Twitter is indicative of the larger world or anything like that, um, we're all well and truly screwed. Uh, I've just been retweeted by Victoria's, Victoria's Australia's uh, most infamous or well-known or incompetent pirate, uh, Peter Fitzsimons, um, yeah. So, it, 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 honestly, it baffles me how he's still able to get out and show his face with his missus being exposed again um, as a liar. Um, I'm sure we've all seen that uh, creepy old man uh, rant that she did um, with when she was photographed drinking at um, a, a bit of a hoity-toity hotel in Victoria, um, the, the, the creepy old, oh, some creepy old man, um, like, really, and didn't know he had a camera. Um, and so, I mean, it, that's been exposed as a lie by the person who was the creepy old man, and I use that in quotes. Uh, so, you know, how he can show himself or not be condemned or too fucking embarrassed just shows you how incompetent or how aggravating Let's say arrogant these people are. Now, one of my big gripes about um, Mr. Fitzsimons is that he has no freaking idea about anything that he's talking about. So, uh, where were you know, he's the chair of the Australian Republican movement. Now, as I've said before, despite what he claims and and the the rest of the, the his minions say, Australia cannot become a republic without a complete rewrite of the constitution. And even then, I doubt that it would be valid um, because it involves, um, you know, getting rid of our constitution, which when you look at it is um, an act of the British Parliament. Um, so, But that's all getting into legal mumbo-jumbo. So the, the, the main point about the constitution is the preamble says that the people of the states, blah, 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 re, um, unite to bring together this one indissoluble um, Commonwealth under the you know, the crown uh, and all that. So how he's going to get away from that is going to be interesting and they haven't addressed it. So that's let's say that it's the elephant in the room because they talk about, 
you know, direct election and, and it's going to be a popular vote and whatever other fucking different alternatives come out with. Um, so, yeah. Now, to be clear, up until oh, probably say about 18 months ago, um, I you would have classed me as a devout monarchist. Uh, since then, um, I know that the Constitution has let down the people of Victoria. Victoria's Constitution has let us down. The governor in uh, the governor of Victoria has let us down. The governor general of Australia has let the people of Victoria down. So, as far as I'm concerned, the whole system is just fucked up. Um, it doesn't matter whether you want to go through a, um, a constitutional monarchy, which we are, or a, a republic, or anything like that. Now. Ideally, you know, as I've said before, my my idea, my ideal uh, form of government is, you know, free market anarchist, where the market just decides where um, the individual rights are mine, and it is up to me to protect and defend those rights. It's not up to the the state, being the Commonwealth uh, or the state. Um, to decide whether my rights are theirs to be taken away or not. No, my rights are my rights. They're not given to me by people, some fucking government or a bit of paper. They are, um, what is it, inalienable rights uh, and that is it. You know, it's up to me to defend those rights, whether it's the right to free speech or it's private property rights or anything like that. Uh, And that's what I want to see. I think that this is what we need. Now, going back to uh, the pirate... Uh, I did post something because he, he, you know what, he is, let's just make it clear, <laughs> not mince words here, he is a, he is a disgusting human being. Um, all these all these ignorant, um, corrupt, whatever they are, uh, you know what, honestly they don't deserve to breathe the same air as, as anyone else. I mean these people should be put up in their own little room because they're the reason that we're all in this fucked up situation that we're in. Um, so he's um, – someone posted something as a response um, wondering if uh, Senator Jared Rennick is a nutter too, and this was quoting the, the tweet, um, or is the more likely explanation that the media is suppressing any mention of it. So this is talking about um, people damaged by the um, – what is it, fourth – four doses of the therapeutics that we're on Uh, and he's turned around and said uh, and retweeted it and said if he's putting out anti-vax nonsense then yes he is a nutter too. Why would we in the media suppress vax damage? What's in it for us? Please explain. Now Pete knows what's in it for him because if if he doesn't push the government narrative A, he won't have his cushy job. Who does he work for? Um, isn't the Sydney Morning Herald or some crap like that? Um, he won't have that, uh, which is what's that, Fairfax? Uh, so you know he won't have that cushy job. And then if the media, the, the the publication decides to publish his stuff, then they will lose government funding because how many kickbacks did they get? Oh, sorry, <clears throat> um, job keeper and and government funding did they get? To support that, there's also the revenue from the government that is there. So you know, if they start putting out something that isn't in line with the government government narrative, then they put all that funding at jeopardy, in jeopardy. So for him to turn around and say that, oh, what? Why would we keep it secret? Well, you know what? 
why weren't you pushing the the politicians when they wanted to lock us down, when they uh, wanted to jab us with this bullshit to start off with, when we were told, hey, you know what, it'll protect you from it. Then when it came out, it did freaking diddly squat. Why aren't they questioning that? Why aren't they holding the? Why aren't they doing what they're supposed to do as the fourth estate in holding these people in power to account? And the question for that, as I tweeted, um, I said the same reason you are pushing the the Republic BSP. It all revolves around power and money. Now they have the power. They have a captive audience. They they are keeping people so fucking scared of doing anything anywhere in the world that, oh, my God, there's a new variant coming out. Oh, no, we've got a lockdown. Oh, we've got to have this fourth shot, this second booster, otherwise we're going to kill Granny. Oh, my God, we've got to jab our kids because of this. Well, anyway, um, and this is the thing. You know, these people are disgusting people. Like, there's no no other term to, to, to think about. It. And if he is that ignorant that he doesn't think that there's anything wrong with the, any government's response to this Wu flu, then seriously, he doesn't deserve to be able to. Um, actually, he's, he's even got. So there you go. He's got a blue check on Twitter. So there you go. Now that should say it all. He's got the blue check mark. He pushes the narrative. He won't question the narrative. So, um, so that's the thing, Pete. Mate, you are a dead set. <laughs> well, hang on. What was it, Marty P? Uh, in his little tweet, um, yonks ago, talking about one of the things in Sydney. Oh, what was it? Rolled gold bunch of dead shits. And, well, there you go, Pete. You are number one. Um, you know what? I'm, so it just, it just fucking baffles me. Um, for you to not know why or to pretend that, you know, the media is this, this wonderful organisation that, that is impartial and will always put out the truth, mate. You know, yeah. Um, so anyway, um, I think that's about all for brain power that um, I'm going to give that despicable human being. Um, as I said, mate, you know, it, it does honestly shock me that he's um, still willing or has no shame about his missus being exposed in another lie. I mean, you know, there's that, that book, fiction book that she wrote out, um, put out last year or the year before or whenever it was. Now, mate... Anyway, um, so that's about it on that one. Now, actually, no, not no longer dealing with him, but um, something that may be a nice segue that, that the media is not telling us now. Um, there was, well, it was a couple of days ago uh, a talk about or something was posted about or media report or something like that about China um, entering in some sort of um, security arrangement with the Solomon Islands now, um, you know what, I I think that that's going to be just a stepping stone to occupying Australia and this is going to be, and, and this will happen, as soon as they go into Taiwan, the next thing they're going to do is occupy Australia. Now that is not for the purposes of a an invasion, this is just to protect their assets and I've said that uh, in the last episode and, and all that sort of stuff, I'm going to keep saying it is that we need politicians that are going to turn around and decide what they're going to do about China's investment in this state and in this country and what they're going to do about it. Because if we allow it to continue and we don't do anything to protect our interests, as soon as something happens in Taiwan, bang, we're going to be next. And it's as I said, 
it's, it's not going to be a military invasion. It's just going to be putting, um, you know, CCP forces or whatever it's going to be into these particular spots, um, whether it's a, it's a farm. Because I, I think they own quite a few dairies or, or something like that. I'm, you know, honestly, where they've got their fingers is just freaking baffling. Um, so, you know what, there's going to be, um, you know, I, I, that's what I reckon. I reckon there's going to be um, armed forces out to protect those um, those assets that they've got and it's going to be the thing is that our government is going to be too gutless to do anything about it because if they turn around saying, no, you can't do it, well, China has either got the option to say, well, no, we're coming in and I mean, shit, man, if it's a farm, they'll just directly fly into the farm and just, you know, land on the farm, whether it's helicopter or whatever it is, um, and, and from that way. And if it's anything, and you know what, who's going to invade a farm to to stop that? And, you know, as for the other assets, you know what, there's nothing to say that they can't have military personnel or, or armed personnel in the buildings and everything like that. And who's going to stop them? Like, honestly, who's going to stop them? Uh, so, you know, it, it's the thing is that we need politicians that are going to wake up about that and they're not. So, you know, it's, mm, I, it, it's the thing. I think people need to wake up and realise something is happening uh, before it's too late because, you know, there's going to come a time where if we're relying on the current crop of politicians and, you know, this goes for all of them, um, then, you know what, it's... Yeah, it's just something that it's going to be too late for us. Um, you know, and it, it brings in the Great Reset and all that sort of stuff as well. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about that may be in line with that um, is, you know, it's it's the thing is uh, Tim Quilty um, made mention of something about the gun laws. Now, there was a licensed firearm owner in regional Victoria who stood over the fence and went mad at the neighbours for making, you know, too much noise. Next thing you know, she gets a knock on the door by the police and they've confiscated all her firearms. And from what I can understand is that they're potentially going to um, end her licence, you know, cancel her licence on the grounds that she's not a fit and proper person to hold a firearms licence or weapons licence. Now, as I've said before, Victoria Police have too much power. Why are they, I mean, you know what, they, they can just walk in and decide, no, you know what, I'm having a bad day, you're not a fit and proper person because you went bad. At, you went mad at someone. So, you know what, this is, this is the thing, is that they've, they've got too much power. They should not have the power to do that. Um, the com- chief commissioner or some, one of their delegates can decide what firearms are classified as what, so they can, you know, they are the ones that decide whether you're a fit and proper person. They are the ones that decide, oh, hey, let's go and have a look at your house. Let's go and decide, you know, let's go and make sure that you've got them secured properly. They are the ones that control the licensing of it. They are the ones who control the registration. Now, um, applications are about, there's a two-month wait for an application and then let's say you are approved and it takes about two months' time. When you put in your permit to acquire, there's another about a month, I think you have to wait 28 days before for the purchase of your first firearm so from the time you've got licensed or the time you've put in your application as three months before you're able to purchase your first firearm 
Um, and you know what? It's only supposed to be 28 days. Now, this is the thing that, you know, Victoria Police can find the manpower to go and man, you know, checkpoint Charlie's all over the place. They can find the staff to, you know, suppress protests. They can find the staff to do anything that they want that does that restricts our abilities as free people and I use that term very very loosely because I do not genuinely believe that we are any we are free in this country let alone this state uh, and yet to do something that they're legislatively uh, legislatively obliged to do they take their time doing it now you know it, it, it's just ridiculous um, and you know what and and this is thing as I said before Liberal Democrats need to be making more noise about this. Uh, there was something, what was it? Uh, they reckon there's 200-something thousand um, unlicensed firearms or black market firearms in this country. Now, you know what, that's a fucking lot. Um, and yet, you know what, there's no big shoot-ups and all that sort of shit. So whatever concerns that the left have of, of you know, people having private law-abiding Firearms owners is just bullshit. Um, so, but yeah, you know, and, and this is the thing: the, the Liberal Democrats need to be making more noise about it. And honestly, I was inclined to maybe indicate that they would be the better of the parties. Uh, though after seeing uh, Limbrick's uh, comments on agreeing with some sort of detention. Uh, I'm not too keen on that. Uh, I don't dis- dis- I don't agree with that, and I think that they're just doing their supporter base who um, what was it? Freedom loving minor parties um, it is just just absolute wrong uh, and all that sort of stuff. Now, as I've said before, political parties are the problem. Uh, political parties are going to be corrupted. They're going to be controlled by whatever branch stacking or fortifying or whatever you want to call it, they're going to be controlled by the executive. Uh, Animal Justice Party in Victoria is no different because that's ultimately controlled by the executive in New South Wales. Even though they have their own committee here, it's all one big party. There is no Animal Justice Party Victoria, which is separate from Animal Justice Party in New South Wales. It is all one big uh, dirty family now, and, and this is the thing. I mean, you know, it, it's likely the the same um, power and uh, obsession with money is likely to infect the Liberal Democrats as well. Uh, so you know, it, it's the thing. Stay away from the Liberal any party. I won't just name them. I'll just say stay away from any political party because it's going to be the thing. Is that they're going to. You know, the, the, the persons, whoever you put into parliament, state or federal, their first allegiance is to the party. So, you might, you know what, you may have put them in, you may have voted for them and all that sort of stuff, uh, but you know what, their first allegiance is going to be to the party and what the party decides rather than uh, what you want. Now, let me just turn those notifications off. I don't want any more popping up. And I've just opened up Siri. Yay. Hopefully that keeps everything quiet now. Um, so, yeah, but th- this is the thing. It's, yeah, keep away from political parties. 
because they are the problem. They are not going to be the solution. Um, the solution is going to be genuine independence. Now, I'm not talking about these, um, what is it, climate 2020 independence or whatever that they are. There's a whole lot of them um, running around in seats, I think, Kuyong is or whatever the Frydenberg's seat is. I think there's one there. Um, there's a couple all over the place that are bankrolled by a you know billionaire or millionaire or whatever it is. So this is the thing. These aren't genuine independence. I'm talking about genuine independence where you know they've genuine grassroots independence. They haven't got a, a massive you know um, backing from whoever else. Now uh, the other thing. Is what did I see? Uh, Damien Damien Richardson, uh, who was part of Cafe Locked Out, uh, one of the ones that was at, at the let's say at the forefront of the uh, protests and all that. Now he's running as an independent candidate uh, for the Senate in Victoria. Uh, he hasn't launched his his websites in um, uh, what is it coming soon mode. Um, have to look at it, some of his policies on things. I think that for the Senate in Victoria, uh, he's definitely going to be one of the ones to go for. And I, you know, hope that we get rid of Lydia Thorpe as a senator for Victoria. Um, sadly, I think that she's got enough of the inner city vote where she's going to be getting another term. Um, actually, that is if she's up for a re-election. I'm, it's only a half Senate, so I'm not sure if she's up again. Um, but what if we can do to get her out of Parliament is just going to be mm, something we should be doing. On. Um, so have a bit more of a discussion on, on Damien Richardson as it gets closer uh, to the election and he uh, launches his website and all that sort of stuff. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with that one. Uh, and then I'll find out um, if there's any other independents in Victoria that we could possibly vote for uh, and all that sort of stuff. As for the House of Reps, mate... And try your best. I mean, down here for those of us in Scullin, where I am, we've got the minister for everywhere else apart from Scullin. Um, he was down in Tasmania a couple of days ago. Um, it was up in where was it? Anyway, regional Victoria, pushing someone, trying to promote someone. And you know what? As I've said before, this person does not like the area of Scullin. He will do anything that he can to get out of here. Um, and you know what, we know he lives in Clifton Hill, which is not in our electorate, so if he doesn't in, live in the electorate, why should we be voting for him? Because he does not generally know what the local issues are. Um, yes, you know what, he's got an office at the stables. Big whoop. You know what, you know, in between that, we're like, wow, man. You know what, yeah, anyway. Um, I'll, I'll leave that one alone. Um, but uh, you know what, I'm... I'm Going to have a bit more of a rant about that as soon as I can find someone decent to uh, to, to oppose him. Um, we'll have to wait and see. And if it comes to it, you know, you have to vote for the, you know, the, the, the best of the worst um, or someone who's lesser evil than him. Mate, I once again think that they we're going we're gonna to be screwed in this electorate. Um, I'd love to see a shift against him because he's just incompetent um, as... Somirek is continually tweeting. He's part of the socialist left faction, which is the same faction that um, Sam and Andrews, our supreme leader, is part of. And we know how he controls the socialist left faction in Victoria. 
Uh, so, yes, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, what else is there? Um, so politics, yeah. I mean, how it's going to go, I I think it's going to come down to the wire and I think that, you know, the Liberal Party will get across the line with the support of the minor parties to form government in the lower house. I don't think that they'll have enough to govern in their own right. Now, we know that if the ALP don't have enough, that they will get into bed with the Greens if the Greens have got enough. Uh, So, you know, if you're voting for the Greens, you're voting for the ALP, and if you're voting for the ALP, you're voting for the Greens. And we've seen the sort of uh, policies and views that Adam Bant has uh, and everything like that, and even some of the watermelons in state parliament, um, what their views are and what their policies are and everything that they want to do. So stay away from uh, the the ALP slash Greens, stay away from the Lib Nats. Um, yeah, as I've said, <laughs> stay away from all the parties altogether and uh, vote for the genuine independents. Um, that is, I mean, not even, even if you're, you're electorate, there's not a decent independent, you know what, you may you know, probably still vote for them anyway because it's the thing, the more votes that we send to independents, the, the less money that these political parties get and then the, the more likely they are to wake up and think, oh, my God, something's going wrong here. Yes, we've got to, you know, yeah, it, it, they've got to do something about the way that they treat us. And this is the thing is that um, when my stamp, state campaign's launched, it's going to be for the forgotten voter. Um, and that's what we all are. We are all the forgotten voter um, because the, the the parties that are in there and everything like that, they really don't care about us because they are of the view that, oh, no, we'll get in because they're going to vote for us anyway because they always vote Labor or they always vote Liberal. Um, you know what, we're forgotten about. Uh, now, actually, something I did want to talk about was that uh, there was talk of another Watermelons Run ca- uh, council uh, trying to suppress councillors from talking to the media or anyone outside of that, where only the mayor is the one that's allowed to talk. Now, this is the thing. Now, it, it's the thing is that we don't need local government. We don't have enough of a population for local government and I would like to see local governments gone. Now, they're going to push maybe next year or the year after for constitutional recognition for local government, which will just change the nature of everything. Uh, if you have a look at the jab mandates, now the the parliament, when they've passed laws, they don't apply to obviously judiciary, um, anyone involved in the courts and everything like that. It doesn't apply to parliamentarians, though it does apply to councillors. So therefore, parliament does have the laws to does have the power or the authority to pass laws relating to councillors. So therefore, they're not a legitimate form of government. And so it, it's an interesting thing. I mean, look what's happening in Whittlesea, the area that I'm in. Um, you know, Andrew's decided last year or whenever it was for the next five, five years that there's going to be just a board of administrators looking after Whittlesea Council. It's not going to be a an elected council. It's just a board of administrators appointed by that regime to run the Whittlesea Council. Now, you know, can you imagine that happening at the state level? 
that the governor turns around and says, you know what, you're all a bunch of corrupt people. Let's just run a board of administrators to, and I'll appoint the administrators and I'll just get the administrators to run the state. Can you imagine what that would be like? Um, so, you know, we don't need local government. We don't need councils. Um, in my ideal world with the free market anarchist ones, I'd just like to see local communities that decide with what's happening in their community go from there, um, you know, more community support. And, yeah, it, it's, it, is, it is something that we, you know what, need to be doing. We need to be looking at that. We need to be strengthening our own communities because we can't trust the state to do it. And if the last two years have taught us anything, it is that the state is not our friend. The government is not here to protect us. They're here to decide what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, who we do it with, and when we do it. And you know what, this is this is not a government that I want looking after me. This is not a government I want involved in any part of my life. Um, so come November, let's hope we can um, shake it up a bit where the Andrews regime is no longer in power and then bring in genuine royal commissions and, um, you know what, let's say court cases to prosecute all these people, starting it at Supreme Leader going downwards involving all the public servants because I th- I genuinely do think that they you know need to be in prison or somewhere somewhere near one um, because what they've done is criminal uh, and all that sort of stuff so we'll just have to wait and see what happens anyway folks um, that's about it um, coming up the half hour mark here so I think I might leave it at that uh, we'll get another one out tomorrow night being Monday Um some personal things that I need to get home and get done. Uh, so might be a bit late, but uh, you will get one done tomorrow night. Do uh, a bit more, a bit of a roundabout stuff and, and see what is going on. Um, might, you know, actually I might leave that one for, for later on. So anyway, we'll see what I'm going to rant about tomorrow night. So anyway, folks, um, thanks for listening. Uh, my name's Cameron Blewett and this was another episode of the Fifth Estate Podcast. Bye for now.